think that was a good crack, fellas. That was pretty we're getting a little, that was getting a little rusty. rusty. A little rusty. <laughs> we need more practice. I only drink beers with you guys, you know, so I haven't been opening beers recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't gotten as much of a workout on my your my end my I, crank. Yeah. The yep. Yeah. I don't not enough torque. <laughs> you have got. <laughs> did you just say you haven't got enough practice with your wrist, Craig? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, All for right. years we had cranked that soldier boy, so it was like we had practice. Just you did it all the time. Say, you know that the audience can't see the wrist crank you're talking about, so they just have in their imaginations can run with just the words right. wrist crank. Wrist I'm just throwing it crank. out there. <laughs> like I'm just saying, if you get out of practice, things get tougher. You got to keep consistent practice. That's all. Right. Should we move let's, on? Let's move on. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's, let's crack get, another beer. <laughs> let's get this started. Welcome to the Bruise Day Podcast. I'm Wes, and I am joined by everyone. Wow. And by oh, everyone, man. I mean my good friends Andy, Josh, and Rob. How's it going, everyone? It's hey, going everyone. Well, Wes, up? how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. I'm happy to have you all here. The reason you hear so much excitement in my voice is that even though we've been sprinkling episode releases through the last couple months, it's been a very long time since we've all been together for a full episode. So in this episode, we're going to do a little bit of a catch up since we haven't seen each other talked in a while. Um, We're going to be talking about our summers of beer. We're going to talk about some of our favorite beers and some of our favorite breweries that we've discovered over the summer. After that, we're going to move on to a college football version of the big board before the lightning round and then as always we'll send it off with a good bad and ugly with all that said though i'm very excited for this beer so let's drink a beer cheers guys cheers cheers Cheers. i need to drink the beer i do that's uh, an important part of of the process first you gotta risk crank it open and then you gotta drink it risk crank then chug (laughs) yes just crank and drank Oh, that was good, Josh. That was good. That was good. <laughs> oh, I think we might have found an episode title. <laughs> Should we just stop now? Yeah, Josh gets off a plane <laughs> and just spitting fire right now. We should make you fly before every recording, Josh. We should let's, quit while we're ahead. Do that. Yeah, let's not do that. All right, so as I said, we're very excited about this beer because we are drinking a very hazy double IPA from Treehouse Brewing Company. Courtesy of our good friend, Rob. Well, courtesy of Rob's family. Uh, I don't want to combination anybody. Co- combination. Yeah, Rob facilitated, but someone <laughs> yeah, else executed. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Well, either way, we're very excited about having a treehouse beer. This one is an 8.6% ABV, 80 IBU, has a 4.65 average with 32,000 check-ins which is pretty damn good. Uh, The description Treehouse puts on untapped is a kicked up version of Haze, our double IPA. Berry Haze is a beer that makes us very happy. Berry Haze conveys all beautiful flavors of Haze, but with even greater depth and potency. Pungent grapefruit notes greet your palate while an underlying current of soft tropical fruit dances in the background. Just the right amount of bitterness balances the sweet fruit flavors while a velvety soft mouthfeel Makes you easily and dangerously forget this one clocks in at 8.6% ABV, a huge and beautiful beer that maintains softness and delicacy. Whew. That is a, <laughs> that's a mouthful. That I did is it. such a mouthful. All right. 
now that we said that, let's talk about what you guys think about this beer and what you think. Do you agree with this description? What are you thinking? Is it as good as it are you were expecting? Um, I, I gotta, I have to reveal something. Oh no! What are you revealing, Rob? I, I already checked this beer in. I, I had it last week. I, I just cracked. I did a wrist crank, and am now drinking. <laughs> <laughs> a different beer i debated whether or not to tell you guys but i i totally drank this one last week i know we were trying to save it for the podcast i couldn't let it i was filled was with guilt you. i had yeah, so much guilt i just couldn't proceed without telling you guys well we forgive so, you as long as you tell us what you thought of it i will tell you what i thought of it because <laughs> i want to be forgiven i gave this thing a 4.9 Oh, wow. It was, I think, my favorite beer uh, that I've had from Treehouse, or at least this summer, because I, I have had uh, I had maybe four this summer, five this summer, and a few more uh, earlier on in the year. This thing, this this is really good. I loved this one, and I think at this point it's been aging a little bit, and that's why I got a little worried that it was you know starting to age, and I wanted to. That's why I really just jumped the gun and drank it, even though I know we talked about saving it. Uh, it's probably around two to three months old at this point um, since since it was uh, canned. I do feel like it follows the description, though. Um, I, I thought that it, it really had uh, a fairly intense uh, hoppy flavor, but was just super sweet in that typical uh, treehouse trend uh just they just make really good beers and really good hazy beers but i'm sorry guys i i had to I hope you get us the beer so we can't be mad i think <laughs> yeah that's the I mean, you really do whatever you want <laughs> yeah. you gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you could have just poured it out in front of us <laughs> like as long well, as i got one of mine well, i don't know no we yeah, would have that, that, that's taking it too far yeah i'm gonna <laughs> jump in next because wes when you were reading chapter one of the description uh you said the word velvety and I had just finished taking a sip and that really resonated with me because I, I felt it in my mouth. It was just like very smooth and velvety was a very good word, like descriptor for it. And so that is spot on. I think to some of the other beers we've had that are a little bit aged because we've waited to drink them together on episodes. I'm a little uh, unsure of how it would taste or what the impacts of the aging are. I mean, the can date on my can is June 26th. And so it's a minimum couple months and it's good. Like it's still really good. Um, I, I mean, four, six, five of that average is insane for that amount of check-ins. Like it is a good beer. Like I'm definitely over a four and a half at this point. I just need a little bit more time to decide on a rating. Yeah, Andy, I, I agree with you. I think listening to that description, they talk about it being soft. And for a double IPA, I do find this extremely soft or maybe to, to your point, Andy, velvety. Uh, and to me, it's the softness that's very interesting. And then it slowly merges and, and switches over to just being really hoppy um, and having you know a, a good bite at the end that sort of makes me want to go back and, and have another sip. Um, so I'm, I'm really high on it. I'm, I'm definitely above a four and a half as well. Uh, but I got to kind of figure out what exactly I, I want to give it, comparing it to some of the other treehouse beer that, that Rob, you were able to, to share with us. 
I I actually really really sat on this beer for a while and and thought about what rating to give it. Um, I I felt like I was I at one point had debated whether or not I should go as high as a five. I dropped down to a four eight four seven at one point, and then I, I just said, you know what, this is solid, and that's that's why I really kicked it up to a four nine. I, I'm really impressed by this beer. Just. I, it's because I, I 100% agree. It's got like the soft, pillowy mouthfeel. Then it still has a super hoppiness towards the end that kind of like, it doesn't just punch you. It like kind of like goes from that softness, and like gradually into the hoppiness and like the bitterness at the end. But it also has like a nice dank smell to it. I'm getting some dankness out of it. I don't know about you guys. So it's just like all three of these things, which I feel like, that when I get like very soft pillowy beers that with that mouthfeel, I think a lot of the times it like only does that and it doesn't do much more. Um, obviously not always, but it's like, it's an impressive thing. So I'm, I'm really impressed by this beer. I feel like I kind of go through like every sip I take, I do that whole like little roller coaster. It's mm-hmm. not just like, okay, now all I have is bitterness every single time I, it does the whole thing. And it's, it's really interesting. It's a, it's a fun beer to drink. So Wes, I know you said this isn't like a hop punch to your mouth, but is it more like a sleeper hold or like a submission move where it's just like kind of getting you there, but it's not like right up front? It's definitely, yeah, I, I think a sleeper hold's good because it's definitely coming up from behind, you know, it's not just coming right up in front of you and punching you in the nose, it's coming from behind, getting you by the neck, but then it kind of lets you go, you know, it's not, it's not too rough. It's not too bad. Just takes you right to the edge and then yeah. brings you back. <laughs> The more I drink this, the more I like it. I, my first few sips were a little harsh, I guess would be the only word that comes to mind. And now I'm picking up a lot of sweetness. There's something in the, uh, in the description of like tropical fruit bubblegum. Like I'm getting a lot of like tropical fruit. Like I think I'm picking up some of the peach it mentions in the description. Like i I'm, I'm a little curious about how it's going to taste as I let it warm up a little bit. I'm, I'm wanting to wait a little bit longer, especially because it talks about allowing it to warm up. Mm-hmm. So I, I might wait a little bit longer to, to finish this one, to, to give it a little bit of chance to warm. Well, should we do, should we do ratings at the end of part one this time? We already well, know like, Rob's. So. I like that idea. Yeah, let's, let's I need more that. time. All right, let's do it. Rob took a week. We should at least get you know, 20 more minutes. <laughs> I, w- I will say this: there is one other beer that I gave a 4.9 to, which also happened in 2021. That was King Julius, another treehouse beer. There you go. They make good beers. They make That's good beers. Sure. Yep. All right. So let's move on to our subject. As we talked about, we haven't been meeting weekly. We've been busy. Lots of stuff going on this summer, so I'm happy to be back with everybody, and I'm happy to be back talking about beer with you guys. So let's do exactly that. Let's talk about one of your favorite – tell me about one beer that you had this summer that you think is noteworthy that you want to mention on this podcast, whether that's your favorite beer, the most interesting beer, or just the most memorable beer you had. What what beer did you choose, and, and why did you choose it? Andy, let's start with you. Yeah, so the beer that I chose is actually a beer I had earlier this summer, and I definitely mentioned it on the podcast, um, or at least have regularly mentioned the brewery 
but it's uh, Mount St. Humulus. It was a triple IPA from Bailbreaker Brewing Company. They released it. Um, it's sort of a, a kind of limited edition. They release every, it's not necessarily every year. Um, sometimes it's every other year. Sometimes it is every year, but it's a 10% ABV, 77 IBU, triple IPA. I checked it in in June of this year and gave it a 4.8. Um, but the, actually the first time I drank it was in a national park midway through a hike overlooking a lake. And so like just that, the experience of like being very tired and pulling a beer out, like rewarding yourself for getting to that halfway point and having a really awesome view of a lake in a national park, it just like very, like huge bump. Huge bump on the rating scale for just like the atmosphere, the activity, just being in the great outdoors. And like, I like being punched in the mouth by hops. I like bitter beers. I like hoppy, strong beers. So, you know, I already lean more towards doubles. And if I'm on a prowl for triples and quads, so, or excuse me, quipas. <laughs> Thank you. And <laughs> so th this definitely fit the bill. And it's just one of the beers that, like I really enjoyed having this year is is this triple ipa from bill breaker so this is a favorite and it gets a memorable beer experience as well oh yeah it's a absolutely i like it so i can follow that one up because i, I want to stick on that triple ipa theme that andy kicked us off on i i'm going with king of everything it's from tripping tripping animals brewing company which i'm sure PETA isn't really all that thrilled with They're that. not being injured. They just tripped. They, they tripped. Yeah. yeah it's cute. It's They're out of Doral, Florida. This beer is a 10% ABV, no IBU listed, has an average rating of 4.21 with 2,100 ratings. I gave it a 4.6, not my highest for the summer, but one that I just really remember enjoying. It, the description is triple IPA brewed with citra, mosaic, Azaka, hops, and then it just says marshmallow. As in, I'm guessing marshmallows are included in the brewing process. It was phenomenal. The marshmallow was not like way too much. It was just super sweet and like a, a kind of a, a really nice dessert, but not overbearing to the point where you didn't want to keep drinking it. I was really impressed with it. I thought it balanced that that high ABV. I, it got a 4.6 for me and I wasn't at a national park or at a park like Andy was. So I, I feel like this is one I had to call out. I had it in the middle of summer uh, and, and uh, right in my backyard. So one that I stumbled across and one that I, I really enjoyed. Nice. Well, I, I will stick with maybe not on the triple IPA train, but I will stick with the high ABV train. Uh, the one I want to talk about is this Triple Citra Daydream. It's a double IPA from Other Half Brewing out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, this one was a 10.5% ABV, so pretty damn high for a double IPA. For a double. Um, yeah. yeah, so probably pretty close. Most likely a triple, but they just chose double. I don't I don't know why. They listed as zero IBU on untapped. I don't know if that was true. I do remember some some a little bit of bitterness at the end. Um, 18.5% thousand check-ins and a 4.49 average this one i literally just bought at a bottle shop 
I chose this because I love other half and other half came to Arizona. I think I talked about this on the podcast, but about a few months ago, probably like five months ago, started coming in Arizona. And they're one of the few ones that is like a highly anticipated brewery that started sending beers out here that consistently does like bottle shops Mm -hmm. always have new other half, which is really fun. And if I ever find one, I try one. And this is one that stuck out to me. This one was 10.5% but just super smooth, just tasted like a good, nice, like smooth mouthfeel, hazy IPA, no booziness whatsoever for a 10.5. It was just a great beer. I just had it at home, but it's just one that I remember. And I just definitely worth trying and, and really wanted to bring it up because anything other half is, is worth trying, especially if they can make a 10.5%. Literally, I, I would never have guess that it wasn't a double IPA or maybe even a single IPA hazy with how smooth it was. I just checked. Uh, the only beer I've had from them is green city. Uh, I gave it a four, which is, which is good, but looking at some of their other beers, I think you're right, Wes, like they've, they've got a ton of beers that are very highly rated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're a great brewery. Um, I can, I can finish us up. So I, over this last weekend, I was in Nevada city, California, which is a place that I I don't spend a ton of time. And in particular, I stumbled upon grass Valley brewing Um, and in talking with them and kind of looking for what I wanted, they directed me towards what they call their grateful haze is a new England IPA, 7% ABV, I think a 60 IBU. Um, but there was, it, it was juicy up front, but the finish was very West Coast. It had a ton of bitterness. It, to me, it merged the two rather than being a very typical New England or a hazy IPA. Um, so even talking about it now, I feel like my rating was probably a bit on the lower side. But as somebody who's started to maybe drink a few less hazies or New England IPAs, and I found myself going back, looking for something more bitter, a little bit harsher, this was kind of that good mix that reminded me why, you know, New England's are super popular and they're, they're hitting it big right now. Well, we, we all stayed on the IPA train. We that did. Is, uh, and I guess that shouldn't be a surprise. We're back. We're back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be the Bruce Day podcast if we didn't do that. When oh, we were we had, talking we about loggers in the sour. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, it's like, no, it oh, hot girl quarantine, seltzers are big. It's like, well, we're not leaving IPA. <laughs> we're just we're we're like investing in that circling style. the wagons yeah yeah <laughs> maybe next summer i don't know tune in yeah, next summer maybe, yeah. yeah sure yeah wait a whole year to see we, <laughs> what other ipas we drink next year <laughs> all right so now let's go back to the let's go to the more macro level let's talk about your favorite brewery of the summer um i think i asked you guys to come up with a more a random one that maybe we haven't spoken about before. Um, tell me your, your favorite brewery of the summer. Uh, Josh, I'll start with you. Yeah. So this isn't going to be a sexy answer. It's not even all that adventurous, but <laughs> I did recently move back to the Texas area, the Dallas area. Um, and just with how busy, you know, we've all mentioned it, getting together, figuring things out there. We just had a lot going on. So I have found Lakewood Brewing is in Garland, Texas. It's sort of right nearby me. And it's a place where they, they do distribute beer all over the state. But when you go in, they're much larger and they have a larger footprint than, than maybe you would just know from seeing it in the grocery store. Um, so I've loved it because it's close by. I can go and check out what they're doing. 
and they have a huge mix of styles. Like they, they don't just stick to IPA or lager or they, they kind of do everything, which I really like. And if you go in person, they do a ton of experimental. So usually half of their board will be just things that they're trying out or experimenting with that you can either taste, you know, or get a six pack of or whatever. Um, so I've just enjoyed finding, you know, things like that that are, are close by. Lakewood in and of itself is, is rather large, but going to that brewery, you, you sort of also get a, a small brewery vibe with some of the experimentation that they're doing. Um, so I've, I've enjoyed stopping by there, you know, more than a few times over the last couple of months. Well, I'll jump in next. I mean, Josh, that, that sounds awesome. I mean, finding something new in your backyard is always going to be like fantastic, like a place you can drop by, like maybe get to know them. The, the place that I'm going to list is uh, Valley Brewing in Yakima, Washington. And I visited them very early this summer, but they, they left a mark on me because of like how they ran their brewery what how their brewery was set up it felt like i was in their backyard they had a really small kind of like storefront in more of an industrial area this is in yakima washington from the front like literally don't judge a book by its cover like when i looked at the front i was like oh this place looks pretty tiny and then you go in and there's a smaller interior space but then there's a huge backyard and i just felt like i was in like my neighbor's backyard like the staff are fantastic, like super chatty, like willing to make recommendations, talk about their beer. I mean, they're in the middle of hop country, so they're going to get the freshest hops for their beers. I mean, I wish I could just be over there right now getting into all their fresh hop amongst all those other breweries, but I had a fantastic experience at Valley Brewing Company. They've been on my radar for a little bit uh, for trying out Lupo Max, which is like even more like concentrated uh, varieties of hops. And so because they're located in hop country, they just have access to that innovation and all those different varieties that are grown in the region. So huge shout out to Valley Brewing Company in Yakima. I will be back, had a fantastic experience and I just want to like bring a grill and just hang out there in their backyard and just make burgers all day. That's cool. You're allowed to bring your own grill? I think I'd have to ask permission, but I yeah, want to, I want, like, on. I feel like I would just like, oh, like it's my next door neighbor almost. Like I should be able to bring my grill over and like offer him a burger. You need to ask them what's, what's your uh, BYOG <laughs> yeah, what, policy? What's your bring your own grill policy. Can you please, uh, I don't see anything on your website. There's nothing in your uh, frequently asked questions section. Andy, I, I, I did look this place up right as you were talking and I, I get what you're saying. You, you've like, on the street view on Google, it's like a nice looking place. It's cool. It's tiny looking. It's between like two parking lots. So it's like very unassuming looking. And then I saw a picture of the, the back of it with the patio area and it looks really nice. It's a cool spot. Yeah, it's a really cool space and they make great beer. So I will be back. So I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Treehouse as my uh favorite from this summer uh yeah like if i just skipped over that i feel like you guys would would yeah have kick me off the podcast again another reason to to just (laughs) kick me off uh it's awesome i went to the the sandwich location uh which is just north of cape cod um south of of boston proper uh really cool space that just opened up this summer uh, you can, they only do, at least when I was there over uh, like July 4th weekend, 
they really only do like takeout, but eventually they'll open up their uh, their what is their second location in the Boston area. Super awesome. I do want to call out another one though, because I know we said let's call out something we haven't talked about, and Treehouse is something I, I discussed in a previous episode. I want to call out Night Shift Brewing, also located in Boston. The location I want to call out is it. So I went to a place called Owl's Nest and, and Night Shift Brewing has locations all over Boston. It was my first time going to any one of their locations. You you should really, if, if you're in the Boston area, it's worth scoping out because they've got a bunch of different tap houses or just really cool spaces. The one I went to, which is Owl's Nest, one of, one of their Owl's Nest locations is in Alston, Massachusetts, which, which is kind of close to Cambridge and right off the Charles River. It actually sits in a park uh, near the, the Charles River. And around that area, a bunch of people had hammocks that were set up. A bunch of people were just hanging out. I didn't see any grills, so they must have a pretty strict grill, BYOG policy. But uh, lots, of, uh, lots of people just hanging out, um, lots of food trucks in that area. Um, just a, a really cool, relaxing space to, to go grab a beer. That's cool. I, in the park sounds pretty amazing. Sounds like a pretty cool location. Yeah, it's worth checking out. I, I will say, I think we have to go back. I don't think we can just skip over this and mention that Rob brought up Treehouse. And we have three new 5.0 rated beers because of Treehouse. And not because of Rob, the one who mentioned it. I believe both all, well, Andy, Josh, and I all rated Barry Green by Treehouse 5.0. Did we not? We did. Yep. We did. And that was, once again, courtesy of Rob's visit to Treehouse. So, Rob, I'm very happy that you have Treehouse on the top of your uh, summer list. <laughs> we all benefited from it. <laughs> I think, yeah, and I just checked. I gave Very Green a 4.7. You had just had King Julius, though, which right. is their, like... And you were comparing them. That's right, yeah. yeah. And it's... it's yeah. yeah. I don't know you, how I didn't give You King were drinking Julius a, a lot of extremely high-rated beers all at once. So it's like, then all of a sudden, you're starting to judge them against each other. When yeah. maybe if you had just had it, like, randomly, which, which is what we all did. We just, like, had just decided to have Very Green. And it was fantastic. It, anyone that looks at my untapped uh, ratings over the, I don't know, uh, now eight years that I've been checking in <laughs> it's beers. It's very confusing. It's very confusing because there's <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a lot of beers in that five rating, which we've talked about on a previous episode. Uh, there's many reasons why they might sit <laughs> in that five category, but we're not going to dive into it right now, but... <laughs> Uh, just know that the beers that we're checking in now of recent over the past couple of years, I think are more uh, accurate to their, their, their actual uh, rating. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll list mine real quick. Mine is uh, Sedona beer company in Sedona, Arizona. I've been twice in August. Sedona is a place that, I mean, it's one of my wife's favorite places in the entire world. I love it too, but we found a, a way that, we can combine one of her favorite things <laughs> is hiking in Sedona with one of my favorite things is going to get a beer after hiking <laughs> and combine those together. So I was really excited to find this place. Really good beer. Um, I, I think I've had four or four from there. I've only checked in two somehow, which is frustrating, but um, 
really cool place. It's a really cool, like local feeling place. That's in a very touristy town, which is not easy to find. Um, Really cool vibe, really cool merch and multiple dog friendly patios, which I'm a big fan of. It is multiple strict. No BYOG though. Sorry, Rob, you cannot BYOG at that place. Good to know. Did they, <laughs> did they list that on their website? Is that they how you do? I it was just the vibe, man. I, okay. I could I could tell. Oh, they they didn't need to list it. They didn't <laughs> tell me, but I just knew yeah. that type of establishment. Yeah, yeah. We might have to ask some questions. Maybe send an email or two. Maybe a, a handwritten letter. Um. All right. So before we wrap up the first half, let's get the ratings on very hazy from treehouse uh we already know rob's rob's yours is a 4.9 i believe 4.9 yep all right andy josh ratings on very hazy i think i figured mine out and you kind of mentioned very green i did give that a five looking back at the reasons i like this and what i enjoyed about the the beer that we're drinking tonight I think it, it's really great. I'm still way above the, the 4.5, but I don't think I'm quite at that like 5.0 level. Um, maybe that just has to do with some of that softness and, and my personal preference of getting a lot more of the hop flavor throughout. Um, and at this point, we're nitpicking because we're talking about you know small adjustments at a super high level of beer. I think I'm coming in at around like a 4.7. Mm-hmm. Still great rating. I mean, you're right. apologizing for not giving it a I'm five sort of, and going I'm sort down of, a four seven. I'm now. sort of, I'm sort of <laughs> apologizing in advance of bringing that down. But I, you know, back to us joking about Rob checking and all those together. There's only so many beers that you can compare something like this to that we're we're at a level where you're you're talking about giving it such a high score. Um, yeah, actually, Josh, I think I'm right in line with you. I love this beer. It's super interesting. It's like, like I, I mentioned earlier, it's fun to drink. It's got like, it's a roller coaster of a, like flavors. Really like it. But there's just that little bit of like the, it, the softness with the tropical part of it is the only hit I would give it. And the fact that it's still a 4.7 is like, it, it's like, I'm, I obviously love this beer. A 4.7 is a, probably a rating that I've only given yeah, like maybe 10 to 20 beers higher than that. So I love this beer. It's just that little bit of tropicalness is what drops it down. And what I'm basically doing is the same thing as Josh. I'm comparing it to very green, which is a 5.0 rated beer for me. So I'm going 4.7. And I'm, I'm close, but I'm a little bit higher. I'm going 4.8. The one thing I actually did notice, and I put it over some light just to verify, for it being like a double hazy, like there's no... Uh, there's no chunks in it like it is like Mm -mm. it is very like good Mm -hmm. there's no you know chonkiness from and sometimes you run into that with hazy beers and especially maybe when they're aged hazy beers but (laughs) this one is smooth is delicious i'm not apologizing for a 4.8 um i will say i enjoyed very green more and that's why you know that's why i got a five because i enjoyed it more but this one being a 4.8 like it is still a fantastic beer. It says so, something about Treehouse that we're like apologizing for four seven <laughs> and four eights. I'm normally excited. I'd be like, guys, I'm giving it a four seven, and everybody be like, whoa. I'm excited for you guys to try some more of these. I know I've I've been super lucky that I've I've been able to check in quite a few in in 2021, and it's been something I'm really thankful for. 
I feel like we need to make Treehouse one of our destinations. Yes. Very soon. No, no argument here. Yeah, I'm in. I would agree. <laughs> but we, we should double check their BYOG policy first. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it'll hold <laughs> us back. It's just a question. Of, are we bringing our grills or not? <laughs> well, the answer is yes. I mean, we're just going to like pick one. I mean, a lot of people give away grills on the side of the road. Just they just leave yeah. them out. So all we need is propane, really. And maybe it's like a check at the door type scene. You know, maybe you bring your grill and you need to just leave it out out front. Just we'll just tailgate right. the parking lot. Andy, Rob, will check the BYOG policies, but maybe just think about leaving your grill at home when you fly to yeah. Boston next time. <laughs> and and with that said, <laughs> we're gonna wrap up the first part of this episode, and we'll be right back with the Cheers Beer of the Week. Thank you for checking out the Bruise Day podcast. We got some big news. We are sunsetting our at the Bruise Day Instagram account. So for more content or to leave a comment, follow us on Twitter at the Bruise Day and on Instagram at the Bruise Day Review, where we post daily beer photos and reviews. All right, now back to the show. All right, welcome back to the second part of the episode. We're about to crank and drank these unique beers of the week. Uh... Who wants to start? I'm just going to say, even just the practice of the first beer in this episode, that crack was better overall. Way better. I only heard one crack. Well, I wasn't thinking of cranking and drinking before. Now that I know I need to crank the wrist, you know, I appreciate you guys helping helping me out. Well, I'll I'll jump in first because I'm feeling pretty lucky and um, I'll tell you why. I'm drinking an Easy Being Green, which is a fresh hop, hazy IPA because it's that time of year. It's the most wonderful time of the year for beer drinkers because you get your fresh hops. Everything's being picked. All the beers are being made. This is from Matchless Brewing out of Tumwater, Washington. It's a 5% ABV, 40 IBU. The beer itself they've made before, but it's like kind of this year's edition. The beer before overall has had a 3.78 average with over a thousand ratings this year's edition they're using fresh strata hops combined with citra and nelson sovin so it's a mix of fresh and kind of non-fresh so basically last year's hops and the descriptors for this one the description that they provide is kind of a weird one it's like kind of musical and it really makes no sense but the descriptors they have on the can are fresh green and easy and oh i can tell you it smells fresh right like (laughs) this has got to be new like i just picked it up today so i'm drinking it in the spirit of it's a fresh hot beer i'm drinking it as fresh as i can and easy being green isn't it andy it is easy being near the green that's for sure and first sip i mean for being a hazy i guess you know it's hard because the the beer we drank before was like a double hazy and that was like very hazy and smooth and velvety this one it is hazy but it's not as hazy so you get a little bit more like pungent uh, flavors pungent smells to it loving it so far gonna need way more time to to figure out a rating but i'm stoked to have this one andy when you cracked that was it like a, a fresh bag of potato chips where you just had to stuff your nose straight into that thing and i hope you did because, and I'm curious what that smell was was like. It didn't smell like potato chips. I'll tell you that much. Um, it it smelled 
it smells hoppy. Like it, it smells pretty green when they're that fresh. And that's one thing that I always enjoy. I'm mostly curious to know that Rob shoves his face into potato chips after opening the bag. Is <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you guys haven't done that before, when next time you open up a bag of potato chips, once you guys that just boy. throw your face straight into that thing and just smell that that sweet smell. So Rob also does the crank and sniff. <laughs> oh, I think that's the. I think that's. The, <laughs> i think that's the rip and sniff oh the rip and sniff rip okay and yeah sniff, that yeah. makes more sense than the crank and sniff <laughs> it all sounds bad <laughs> all right i'll go next i am drinking <laughs> let's just yeah, move moving on this. Yeah. moving on i'm drinking az dreamsicle it's a double milkshake ipa from arizona wilderness brewing company out of gilbert arizona this one's got an 8.5% ABV with zero IBU. Um, one, one and a half thousand check-ins with 4.28 average. One of my favorite things about Arizona Wilderness, and especially their the brewery and the beer garden downtown, is that their food is all locally sourced. Like all the ingredients are locally sourced, which is really cool. And one thing about this beer, this is a yearly produced beer. They do it once a year, but this one is... The, the, in the description, it's Arizona grain combined with Arizona grown and hand processed sweet oranges, Arizona milk sugar, and Arizona vanilla, um, which is pretty cool just in itself that it's all Arizona products. I, I, I just like that they do that. This is a really interesting beer. I'm not a huge fan of milkshake. IP, I, I, sorry, I won't say that. I don't automatically jump to milkshake IPAs because I worry about the sweetness. This one has, if you sniff it, all you smell, the only aromas you get are milk, sugar, and vanilla. When you taste it, it's got a great IPA flavor. You get a second of a like big sweet punch of the sugar and vanilla, but then it has such like a tart orange flavor. Like it, it's almost like the rind of an orange, like tartness. It kind of cuts that right away which saves it. So I'm happy that it has that. It does, you can taste that it is like a real orange flavor. It's not just like a sweet orange flavor. Um, I'm really liking it so far. I, ne I need to drink a lot more of it because there's some sweetness in there and I need to make sure that's not lingering, but I'm really liking it so far. All right, I'll jump in next. So I am very excited to announce that I did finally find a Quipa. So I am drinking Adult Icarus. It's a hazy quad IPA by Ingenious Brewing. They're in Humble, Texas. And I believe this was a collab with Turning Point out of Bedford, Texas. So, you know, two, two people who, who know how to make a, a hoppy beer. It's 12.5% ABV, 45 IBU. So it's definitely on the lower side there. 4.11 average uh, with about 1,200 check-ins. So not a ton. They blasted or they, they tried to put a ton of Sabro and Citra hops in it. I think immediately upon pouring, I am sort of a visual person. And this one almost came out to more of a, like a brown color versus sort of what I'm used to. Um, so that set me off a little bit. And it's it's a very earthy beer. It doesn't have a ton of carbonation. Um, and it, it has more like floral notes and, and you know, grain. you can kind of taste the grain um, in it. So it's it's definitely a weird beer. I'm probably not going to be as high as that average, but I think I, I definitely need to get through it because it's 
it's very different. It's, it's definitely not what I was expecting when I cracked it open. So Josh, I, I have to comment. You did not exude the excitement I thought you might exude from having that found a Quipa. Because you said, I found a Quipa. And it's like, it. maybe you, you found a Quipa. <laughs> Enjoy it. Maybe he feels bad because I'm the one who predicted that we'd all have, mm. what, at least four Quipas yeah. by the end of this year. And I'm the only sad, lonely one sitting here. He might also be because I already checked this beer in earlier this year. So he he may feel like he's yeah, late to the party. I'm late to the party. Rob, you gave it you gave it a four point two. So you're you're already like pretty high on it. And I'm I'm just finding it it different than than what I was expecting. Josh, you're just fashionably late to the party. What is West? I wasn't even invited fashionably late. Uh, Wes hasn't he, even arrived. Yeah, he phoned yeah, us um, and he's, he I said he's not coming. I'm at yeah. home. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's waiting for the party. Yeah. Uber. I'm just to get to the party. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm ripping up at sniffing house, potato chips there. by myself, watching TV while you guys party. <laughs> They're just ripping and sniffing potato chips. <laughs> Rob, what do you Where do we go from here? Yeah, the references we have this episode are so. On Rob, point. what did you crank and drink today? All right, so I've got Revenge of the Hippies. It's an IP, a double IPA by Drecker Brewing Company. I, I was actually really surprised to see this in my fridge. I didn't even realize it. I unpacked my to, my Tavor shipment and was super shocked that that this was even in there. I didn't even realize it was in there. Uh, so I was just trying to figure out what am I going to check in tonight and saw this and was like, oh man, this is, this is a good one. Let's do it. It's an 8% ABV, zero IBU, has an average rating of 4.12 with 973 check-ins. But why I'm really interested in checking this one in, not just because it's a Drecker, it's more than that. It was brewed with oats and spelt and hopped with mosaic, citra, Azaka, and then hit with something totally new to them. So uh, spelt, which I, there were a couple things throughout this description that I had to look up. Spelt is, is just a, a, a different species of wheat, uh, which was something new that I haven't seen done in the brewing process before. Uh, it seems like it's fairly common, but not something that I'm, I'm totally used to. I guess if there is usually like an oat uh, or a beer that's brewed with oats, spelt is also something that's commonly used as well. The, the thing that's totally new to Drecker is using, using Mosaic Spectrum. And, and this is something that I also had to look up. Mosaic Spectrum is something totally new that a new type of hop product that involves a multi-step extraction uh, of the hops. So it results in a very dry hop characteristic. And the final product is 100% hop material with no solvents or artificial additions. Pretty crazy. Um, in fact, their, their, uh, their description goes on to say it's a crazy new super science-y way to get loads of primo mosaic dry hop vibes flavor and aroma while keeping it mellow and smooth 
before I even read the description, I drank about a third of this beer and it actually follows exactly along what the description states. It is, it is very smooth. It's, it has a lot of aroma. I thought it was, it's not like a kick you in the uh, mouth or, or even a sleeper hold from behind. It, it is uh, something that, that I feel like is just your average, not average, but like it, it, it is your really good beer that you're going to, you're going to enjoy, but it definitely seems like whoever created this found the most sciencey way to, to brew this and they did it. So is this basically like a handshake? Like it's just someone walking up from the side and be like, yeah, hello, than that, I'm, I'm a hoppy almost, beer. It's almost like, it's like a cool handshake. <laughs> it's like a slap pound with like an elbow. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, Rob, you just reminded me that of my, apparently just my 2021 in year in beer review is just a, been a sad realization of unchecked in beers. Cause I most definitely had this beer this summer and I went to look at my rating of it and I most definitely did not check it in. So that made me sad. You've made me sad. And <laughs> thanks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do that to you. Wes. Rob, your description <laughs> of mosaic spectrum sort of has me wondering if this is the next variation of, we saw a ton of like cryo hop, like where they would freeze it down and they were finding more way to get more hop flavor into beer. And for a while, I feel like cryo was the way to do that. And curious if this is similar to that, or maybe it's the next evolution and we're going to see more people. It you know, does taste pretty like clean. This. Like it, it's, it's like, you know, it's still an 8% ABV. So it's kind of at that limit of like, all right, well, how much, how far do you want to go before you're, you've got too much alcohol included? 12 and a half percent. Yeah. There, there, there is more. Yeah. Um, it's just a really well done beer, uh, but I feel like they're just scratching the surface on what's possible, but see, right, seeing well, as so how there's 973 check-ins before, obviously I got to this Wes, it's really good to know that you're, you're one of the, the, one of the first 1000 to check this in. Yeah. Cool. Thanks again, Thanks. Rob. Rub it, rub it in <laughs> a little bit. Rub it in, dude. <laughs> Anyway, it, let's go back to the, host. the ratings of the beers that we have had. Kermit, what, how was your beer? Yeah, so since I went first, since it's easy being green over here, um, I'm really enjoying this because they use fresh strata. Actually, it's not as like hop kind of pungent as you would expect it to be. I mean, also it's 5% ABV, so it's a relatively light IPA. I mean, that's almost approaching like session territory with the low ABV. I'm really enjoying this. I'm going to give it like a four, two, four, three. I'm probably leaning more towards like a four, three right now. It is really good. It's, it's basically sessionable, like very crushable beer. It's delicious. All right. Well, I'll jump in my, with my rating as much as I appreciated this, the citrus kind of cutting the sweetness of this beer. It the aftertaste is not beer, it's sweet and citrus. No beer aftertaste. So I gotta I gotta ding it a little bit for that. It's not my style, it's a good beer. I'm probably gonna go, it's a 428 average. I'm probably gonna go down to like a 38. 
it's it's good. I'm impressed by it. It's fun to drink. I'm glad I had I bought one of them. To be honest, I just glad I didn't buy any more of them. Uh, and I feel like three eight is a is a fair rating for it. Yeah, Wes, I'm gonna do something very similar to what you just did. My beer has a four point you know one ish average. I'm not liking it that much, and I honestly don't think I would get it again, even though I sort of know and think I understand what they were going for. Um, so I'm actually going to drop all the way down to like a 3.5 Oh wow! Um, for, for my rating. Just too much. Like, I, I think it's the overwhelming, the overwhelming amount of like earthiness that just to me doesn't equate to what I would expect out of a, a IPA. That's a big variance between Rob and mm-hmm. Josh there. Yeah, it is. I, I, I don't know what to say. One of us is right. <laughs> no, yeah, and clearly one of us is wrong. <laughs> um, all right, so I, I'll, I think I'm going to give my beer about a 4.1. I, I know the average is 4.12. It, I debated whether to go higher, but I, I just I don't feel like it's ready to be a 4.2, 4.3, 4, 4.4. I feel like that's just it's just too high. It doesn't deserve to be just a four flat because I do feel like this is a good beer. I do feel like they're, they're just starting to unlock the potential of some of the different techniques that they are uh, putting into this beer. Really good. Don't, if, if you see it on the shelf, don't overlook it just because it's there and I'm giving it a 4.1. I feel like this is one that is worth trying and worth the, uh, uh, grabbing if if you see it at your local bottle shop. I don't know many people who would skip over Dracker, to be fair. It's a great point. It's a, it's, a, it's a very safe brewery where pretty much anything I feel like that they put out is worth trying. And honestly, I'm giving it a 4.1 and I question, am I being too harsh because it's Drecker? Uh, it, it's the same thing, you know, I, I, I don't know. Sometimes when a, when a brewery consistently puts out really good beers, you, you start to hold them to a higher standard. And, and yet, and then whenever you see like a gem come out of, you know, a smaller brewery, I don't know. I, I wonder if I'm being too harsh here, but at the same time, Drecker is amazing. So if, I think you're right, Josh. Anytime you see a Drecker, you have to grab it. You got to see what they're up to. Yeah. Considering Drecker was my like beer crush. Back all the way earlier this year, my Valentine on our on the Valentine's Day episode, I would always grab a Drecker, just because they make the things I've had so far have been fantastic, and I know that everyone can do wrong, but they do a lot of right. All right, so let's move on to big board for this week. I don't know if you guys remember this, but last time we picked big board was a long time ago and we do have a we do have a big board pick the last time we chose it was the nfl preseason it was the washington football team versus the new england patriots and we that was the only game we picked we didn't do so well most of us didn't do so well josh you picked washington football team i chose washington football team rob chose washington football team and if you guys can't already get what i'm getting at andy did not he chose the Patriots, and the Patriots yeah. won, Ooh, unfortunately. Uh, 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 uh. So Andy got a yeah. win for once. 
and <laughs> for once just kidding just you. kidding okay never okay. yeah 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 pick against bill so Belichick. anyway we have a pretty even record going on so far this season as a reminder we're just doing records this this season josh is three and two andy is three and two wes is also three and two rob in the lead at four and one it's just a good. just a all single game records. ahead. Yeah. All good, winning records. Good good records. There you go. Let's just keep that up. That's generally all I want. generally three three picks into the season into a big board season. One of us is losing <laughs> by a lot. So Andy, I'm yeah, glad you're more. with us this time. <laughs> just kidding. Apologies, Andy. Um, anyway, no, let's believe move me. On. I'm, I'm... I'm glad to have some. Po- I'm glad that the left number is there larger than the That's right. That's all you can ask for in my standing. Get the W's. That's all I need. <laughs> all right. So moving on to this week's big board, we're going to college football, and we are going to be picking just two games. As a as a disclaimer, we record these these episodes a little bit in advance, so I'm going to be giving the rankings of these teams as we record. We will they will be playing a game in between the games that we are watching. So just as a disclaimer, but we are picking Notre Dame versus Wisconsin. Notre Dame is currently ranked number 12. Wisconsin is currently ranked number 18. They're playing this game in Soldier Field in Chicago. The other team, the other game we're picking is Texas A&M, who's currently ranked number seven, versus Arkansas, who's currently ranked number 20. This is being played at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. So big stadiums, Big games for college teams. Who you guys got? Rob, we're going to start with you since you are so in the lead. Do I start because I'm in the lead or or should Andy start because he won technically? I'm Stop the deflecting. I'm the Stop host. Deflecting. I'm the captain. I'm All right. <laughs> Is there going to be a uh, tiebreaker? No. This is your uh, no, records. Yeah, this just impacts your win-loss record. That's all it does, Rob. You're competing against yourself. So you could you could get both wrong and still be over 500 at this you know this point oh, next my couple weeks. Well, from that's now. an option if you want to go that route. Just you can go rogue with your okay. With so your picks. I'm going to. Uh, this is tough because at this point, this it this one, both of these games are two weeks from recording. Or sorry, yeah, two weeks from when we're recording this. Uh, so Notre Dame is coming off a very, very uh, close uh, nail-biter win. And uh, Arkansas just had a, a, a big win on the weekend. So I feel like I'm, I don't know, I'm really torn on both of these, but that's that's the nature of big board. I'm, You're so good at buying time, ta- Rob. But buying time is not get, get buying me anything. I'm taking Notre Dame, and I'm taking Texas A&M. <sighs> yeah, you would. Oh wow! <laughs> no yeah, the setup. <laughs> you would. All right, Andy. Since you were the winner last week, or whenever that week was, you are up next. Well, there's going to be either you know. I'm either going to jump ahead of Rob or Rob is going to really separate himself from me because I'm going Wisconsin and 
Arkansas. Ooh, both underdogs. I, wow. Yeah, I always think that Notre Dame is overrated. Like pollsters just love Notre Dame, and I always think that they are overrated. So I'm taking Wisconsin and Texas A&M barely beat Colorado. Like, I mean, barely beat Colorado and Arkansas had just a huge victory. And I think they're just going to ride the momentum. So I'm going Wisconsin and Arkansas. I'm going to go on the record as saying that I, I like Andy's picks more than mine. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Interesting. All right. So quick breaking, breaking news. <laughs> um, all right. So you just admitted that you're a slave to the rankings. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> all right. Josh, to be fair to you, I will not let myself go last. I'm not going to pick myself to go last as the host. Uh, I am going to pick – I 100% agree with Andy. I think Notre Dame is always overrated. I also just don't particularly like that team, so I don't really want to choose them. And I do particularly like Wisconsin, so I'm picking Wisconsin. I think they'll win that game. And then I am going with Texas A&M. I do think they're going to pretty handily beat Arkansas. Like it. I'll go quick. Um, I was worried I was going to be alone in my picks, but I'm glad that Andy is right there with me. I do think Wisconsin is going to beat Notre Dame. I think that will will work itself out. Texas A&M, Arkansas is a very weird matchup just based on who each team has played so far. I don't think Arkansas's victory over Texas was a fluke at all. Um, and, and I just don't think Texas A&M at, is as good as that seven, seven ranking. So I'm going Wisconsin and Arkansas. I'm taking taking the, the the higher ranked teams. Thank you, Josh, for validating my picks. Well, I mean, technically, Rob validated. Yeah, Rob your picks also too, validated so. them just after you made them. <laughs> but I, Rob unvalidated his picks and validated right. your. Picks. I was mostly just worried <laughs> that if I, I did this and no one else did it, and they both lost, all of a sudden, I was going to be the next Andy. I also Wait, just. <laughs> <laughs> so you at least you at least want to be next to me you at least want exactly. to have the same we can suck together yeah i also well, just want to be clear we messed up because this is like last season last big board season every time andy made fun of my tiebreaker i won season one every time we made fun of rob for picking just on the rankings he won he defeated yeah. us and won the entire season so we probably messed up here but look we'll see I I'm going to say that Rob is wearing a t-shirt of a baseball team that currently has a 36% winning percentage right now. So if you round up, it's 37%, but that's still pretty bad. Ouch. Damn. Just a dig for no yeah. reason here. This is a feisty podcast. <laughs> yeah, that was unnecessary. That was unnecessary. I am going back to my picks. I'm going back to my, I'm standing by my picks on the record. I'm going back to my, you, you are still hoping your picks are I hope so. Okay. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. got to back yeah. your picks up. <laughs> How dare you speak of the pirates that way? <laughs> Actually. Actually. All right, let's wrap this episode like we always do. Uh, let's go into the good, bad, and ugly beer situations of the week. Andy, I'm going to start with you. Well, I've, I've already touched on it, but it's for beer drinkers, especially in the Northwest, it's the most wonderful time of the year right now. It is fresh hop season. Beers are being made with the freshest hops you can get. 
from the state of Washington that is the largest producer of hops in the United States by far. And I picked up two today and I drank two today. So it's going to keep happening. And it's just a great time of year to be in the Pacific Northwest and drink beer. So I guess that's a great. Very jealous. Yeah, that that should be a great. Rob, what about you? What do you got? So I've got two. Um, One is maybe an ongoing bad that I've had over the past, honestly, the past month, which is... Well, that, no, that's been the, no, that, ruthless. That, no, that's been the last like twenty years. <laughs> Touche. Uh, no, it's 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 the fact that over the last month my Tavor shipment has been lost. It it just was completely lost by the distributor or by I don't know. I'm, I'm not honestly. It's not even my concern. It's been lost. <laughs> So I, I missed out on my August August shipment. I was not cre- shipping it to you? Well, I was credited the amount. So oh, I did gotcha. get my money back, which is, you know, that's all good. I think my my biggest concern here is that I just missed out on on some new new beers, new uh summer IPAs that I uh that they had really teed up and I was really looking forward to. Um it's all good and it but it was, the, I will close this with a good, and that is Yingling launched a couple weeks ago in Texas. It is now everywhere. Everywhere I go on tap, it's, it's there. The advertising is huge. Uh, I went to uh, two different bars over the past, I'd say maybe two weeks or so, and overheard somebody requesting yingling they didn't pronounce how it did right, they pronounce that's okay it. doesn't matter does uh, i heard uh yang yang well you're in we're in Texas, and i heard so uh, it kind of makes sense yeah i heard yang yangling and young okay. so yeah you know uh you know two questionable <laughs> pronunciations but uh great that they're trying and trying the beer and uh i think it's just awesome that rob i will say i went to a tap house and they had a big sign that they had it on draft and they were going to start carrying it asked if i could have one because i still have never had one and they had already tapped it so she had only had the keg for i think it was seven days at that or less than seven days at that point and they had already tapped like two of them it's going quick yeah like, it's, it's I've insane heard, i've heard a bunch of news out about it and i'm just in arizona mm-hmm. so like yeah crazy. and i know that they plan on continuing to expand uh i i've heard chicago might be next I, I forget what the the schedule is but they're they're continuing to move westward continuing to expand it's just amazing how quickly it's moving and and how quickly it's it's uh uh that that they're spreading eventually i'll track one down um my good is you know from a day-to-day standpoint, the last couple of weeks, uh, I've been super busy, a lot of work. It's been somewhat rough. I am very excited to Andy's point about fresh hop season. 14 days, 12 hours, 51 minutes, 47 seconds. I will be in Washington with you all, and we will be enjoying those fresh hop beers from the source. Um, so I am very much looking forward to two weeks from today, um, getting to to try out a lot of those fresh hop beers like pretty much as close as we can get to them. 
I, I also agree. That is a very good. I'm excited for that one. All right. So my, it's kind of funny. I actually had already written down my bad because I had done this a couple times over the last week, which was forgetting to check in beers. You guys have now reminded me that this is like a 2021 bad. Thank you very much. So my bad is me forgetting to check in damn beers. So please, guys, when we meet in 14 just, days, just as Josh reminder. mentioned, yeah, maybe just remind reminder. me. Just give me a nudge. Apparently, I'm really bad at it nowadays. I used to be, I would even say, great at this. And now I <laughs> suck at untap. So apparently, I'm Dark just losing mode. my you, just, you forget all about it. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps it up for episode 52 of the Bruise Day podcast. We appreciate you all listening, and we're going to wrap it up the only way we know how. Peace. 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 Peace.